Shall we read a poem from A Light in the Attic? Hello, Paul, and welcome to Shall We Read a Poem? I'm Russ. I'm Lauren. Well, Lauren, this is going to be a special three-parter, one supposes. Wait, three? I thought we were only trying to do two episodes at once. Oh, thank God, it's only two. Hey, Lauren, this is going to be a special two-parter. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I yeah, I thought we were only going for two. You might have to do a cutting room floor or whatever you call it for us. Outtakes. <laughs> um, yeah. But we were, I thought we were only trying to do two, because I don't well, have enough things to say for three. Should we do the <laughs> intro another time, then? No, we, I mean, we've let them know up front. We can just... Cut it in the middle wherever we want to. Okay. Well, I am now a bike owner. Oh, you got the bike! You got the yes. weird bike. I rode it home from the store yesterday. So here was, let me tell you how brilliant my thinking was. The store where I got this bike from is 12 kilometers away. And I said to myself, if I can ride a bike home from a store that is 12 kilometers away, having not ridden a bike at all for like 14 years then surely i can do anything on a bike i wouldn't have recommended this well i rode home no problem it took longer than i expected it would okay how's your crotch (laughs) okay so now i know what sit bones are (laughs) that was my act one for my encore I was like well if i can ride it 12 kilometers i can surely ride it to work the next day and well work is 20 kilometers away Uh uh-huh uh i'm hurting (laughs) yeah i always find that when i haven't ridden a bike in a while or if i'm using a new saddle that my crotch hurts a lot for the next day I'm going to have to do something about this. Like, I don't know if, like, can I, is it bad for him to just strap a pillow to the thing? No. So the thing is, it will get, it will be fine. Here's, here's how I deal with it. I do the biking thing. My crotch hurts. I stop biking for like two days and then I start biking again and it's fine. Oh, interesting. You either learn how to hold your weight in such a way that it doesn't matter, or I don't know. Some people say maybe they're calluses, but I don't think so. I think you just learn to hold yourself in a better way. Give the meat some time to rebuild. Yeah, that's the thing, is once you once you injure it, it's going to be kind of swollen and angry, and then <laughs> you got to let it calm down. So give yourself a couple days off the bike before you try again. Well, I've got to take it to the grocery store tomorrow, but fortunately that is only three kilometers away. Very doable. I fell so hard on the way to work. What? Huh? Oh, no. wiped the fuck out. You have those nice mountain bike tires. I was hoping you wouldn't. Yep. And what now? Now, here was the thing. Originally, my ego, I mean, I kind of took it break fall style. And so like my hip and knee were a little bit sore, but there's I think my knee might bruise a little bit, but nothing bad. My pride was more damaged than anything else. So I was like, oh, fuck. And, you know, whining like a baby. And I walked the thing over to the side of the road. And Vancouver is kind of a bikey place. Like, there's lots of people who clearly have much better equipment and are more experienced than I am. It was just a patch of black ice. Like, it was below freezing this morning. And so 
And so I was off to the side, like licking my wounds and making sure I hadn't broken anything on myself or the bike. And I look up and there's another guy clearly well more experienced than I am with a much better bike and a much better sense of what he was doing who wiped out on exactly the same place I did. Oh, whoa. What was there? Black ice. It was black ice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you have mountain, your mountain bike tires will be good in fresh snow, but it's not going to work on ice. Yeah. And so he went down and goes, fuck! And I went, let's commiserate. Oh, I love it. So Russ's bike is strange. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a vintage 80s or 90s Bridgestone mountain bike that somebody has put fenders and more upright type handlebars on. So it's essentially a mountain bike that someone has turned into, well, has made more commuting friendly. Wouldn't be my sort of thing, but there's no real reason not to do it. It just looks weird. It looks very weird. It also has a luggage rack on the back of it. Which is good. You're going to need it for, you're probably going to want to get panniers and then you can put all your stuff in it while you're going back and forth from work. You don't want to wear a backpack or anything like that. That hurts after a while. I have learned that I don't want to wear a backpack after a while. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you need panniers. What what is a pannier? So a pannier is a bike. You might just call it a bike bag. So you have two options. You can either have... saddlebags. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, the guy who fell down had those. Yes. Yes. Yeah. uh, We call them panniers. And they make it so you don't have to have a backpack. Why do we call them panniers? I don't know. Maybe something to do with bread. It's some French thing. Okay, it's a bag to put bread in. I don't know. A lot of it is French. Like there's a part of the bicycle that's named something French. Yeah. What what is like the chenille derailleur or something? Yeah, yeah, the derailleur. Yeah, the derailleur, (laughs) derailleur or whatever. What does that do? So it pushes the chain over and back on your gears so that you can switch gears. Oh, okay. I was making a fool of myself because I got this place. The The name of this shop that I got it from is Village Bikes. And if you're in the area, go see them. They're really nice. And I also remember that I think that's a sex joke because the Village Bike is what you call right. the promiscuous <laughs> town woman. The town, the town bicycle, yes. so i was just making every mistake because i don't know anything about bicycles and so i bought some stuff from them like apparently i needed lights and a helmet and a lock yes and so i bought these things and some of the some of them had parts that i needed to like screw on or to the bicycle and so Mm -hmm. i'm standing there in this bike shop with a repair place next to me, and I go, hey, do y'all have some screwdrivers I could use? <laughs> Allen wrenches. Like, you need Allen wrenches. Yeah, we we, we got you covered. <laughs> but you needed Allen wrenches, not screwdrivers. Well, th- this one thing I was putting on needed screws. Oh, okay. I think it was, I think it was the bracket to hold my lock you're just making a wanking motion yeah but it's it was on the down tube and the down tube feels like that (laughs) yeah you're still just making a wanking motion well no topic is off limits today because we've got to talk for a while i know i guess we should read some poems or something that's what the podcast is ostensibly about well who's going first with what uh is yours related to what you've been talking about at all 
Not really. Yeah, mine isn't really either. All right, I will start with shaking. Geraldine now, stop shaking that cow. For heaven's sake, for your sake, and the cow's sake, that's the dumbest way I've seen to make a milkshake. <laughs> the illustration makes this one. It's a little girl shaking a cow. It's great. I love this poem. Man, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate. Mine is stracciatella. Or Excuse as it was, me? As it was briefly known in the United States, Vianetta. Ah, uh, yes, you do love the Vianetta. Everywhere else in the world is called stracciatella, and it is a very common flavor that can be found alongside everything else. <laughs> Would you like to know how I ate chocolate ice cream as a child? Sure, why not? This is despicable. <laughs> like, I cannot believe I still have kidneys. <laughs> what? What does that have to do with your kidneys? Ice cream would, isn't... Well, I, I should say that I, I I can't believe I still have a pancreas, I guess, but... Okay, probably more appropriate. All that with the insulin and all that. You get your bowl of chocolate ice cream, and you put entirely too much chocolate ice cream in there. Then you drizzle it over with chocolate syrup. Okay, it's already sounding better. Then you wait a little while for it to melt and then get very slightly gushy. And then you stir it all together and you drink it. Why didn't you just get soft serve, Russ? You monster. Because this was, this was at my grandma's house and she had the kind of ice cream that had no name on it and came in a big tub. I'm sure as a child I would have tolerated that. <laughs> As a child, I as a child, I very much enjoy that. God, there's I've heard of competitive eaters doing this kind of thing, and they wait for it to melt because it's easier to absorb the calories that way. Mm. If you, you know, eat ice cream, you get fuller faster. Yeah, so I, as a child, I could eat a fair amount of ice cream, but as an adult, I can only eat a small amount. Mm. And it's something to do with the cold and the fat because I can eat desserts that aren't cold or not as fatty much faster than I can eat ice cream or drink a milkshake for that matter. How about ice cream cakes? Unfortunately, that's enough ice cream that I have trouble eating too much, but I can eat a lot of the cake part. Oh my gosh, I love <laughs> ice cream cakes and I haven't had one in a very long time. <laughs> what is the best ice cream cake? I mean, I would say chocolate and chocolate. I the just really answer, like chocolate. You are exactly correct because it is Fudgy the Whale from Carvel's Ice Cream Store. No, 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 no. I would not do that. I am too good oh. for that. God, Fudgy the Whale was the freaking <laughs> best, man. Do you remember? And, and at Christmas time, so Fudgy the Whale, for those of you who don't know, Carvel was, he used to have like standalone ice cream shops. But I think now they've merged with something else, maybe like Dairy Queen or something like that. Hmm. But at certain places, you can still find the ice cream cakes, which is all they were good for anyway. I think the last time I got a uh, ice cream cake, it was from it was from Dairy Queen. I think that's the only place we knew where to get an ice cream cake growing up. I remember seeing the Carvel branded ones at Dairy Queen, but you know, I'm sure it's different in different states. But Fudgy the Whale was their signature cake and it was a whale made of fudge and then it had a chocolate interior and like a graham crumb crust and they would write messages on fudgy now at christmas time they did a thing 
where they took the fudgy the whale mold. So you have like a whale and then a tail poking out the very end. And they turned it 90 degrees on its side. So it became a Santa? So it became a Santa. Uh But like with a fucked up head and a fucked up hat. (laughs) Like because it it, it very clearly, it definitely wasn't a Santa hat. It was a a whale's tail. (laughs) Oh, weird. Do you remember the website Cake Rex? Oh, yeah, of course. It was a website where people posted pictures of professionally decorated cakes that had gone horribly wrong and when i say professionally decorated i mean like it was usually like safeway or something like that but in any case they were epically wonderful and just look like monsters you can watch the same thing on netflix now with nailed it isn't there also a show now called cake rex i don't know there's a show called nailed it and all they do is cake rex that is mindless television there's something comforting about shows where the outcome is predetermined and the fun is in the journey. Because the outcome on Nailed It is you have some bakers who aren't like professionals, but they're not novices either. They're they're your target audience. They're the Safeway people. And or, you know, experienced home bakers. And they are given ridiculously challenging cakes or sweets to recreate. And then they're given a limited amount of time and they're judged on it off taste and appearance and that kind of thing. And it ends up being a wreck. It is never good. And and you just want to see how terrible it's going to become. And that's the entire show. How did they choose the people for it? I mean, they do some of that on Great British Bake Off, but it's usually at least some of it isn't a wreck. Like... You know, when they get to the really hard ones, you know, maybe half of the class will have a wreck and the other half, half it'll go pretty well. But how do they choose it for Nailed It? From <clears> time <throat> to time, you get what appear to be just normal people. So I, I imagine there's some sort of entry process. But this last one I watched, they had people who were clearly under YouTube, um, Netflix contract because I'd seen them appear on other Netflix shows. And so it's like comedians that have a Netflix contract and they have one more thing to do or, you know, something like that. I would love them to do it with grocery store bakery staff. (laughs) (laughs) Just get like the Walmart bakers in there. I love Walmart sheet cake. Is it any good? No. Oh. (laughs) I mean, I I made fun of Safeway earlier, but when it comes to store-bought baked goods, Safeway's often not the worst. Safeways are big here. Our new local is Save On, I think. But then there's also Costco, and they're a whole different animal. Also, I just realized I've been... (laughs) I live in Canada now, so I'm required to pronounce ice cream flavors with an extra U. You don't... I mean, I know it's written with a U, but you have to pronounce it with a U? Yes, flavors. Flavor? Flavor? Yes, flavor. Flavor. Yeah, that's how the, that's how the queen did it, and they love sucking her dick. <laughs> her dead dick. I will. I will never understand. Well, do you have a poem for us? I do. Okay, I'll start with Peckin'. The saddest thing I ever did see was a woodpecker pecking at a plastic tree. He looks at me and says, "Friend," says he. Things ain't as sweet as they used to be. And it's this real weird looking woodpecker, very strung out looking, pecking away at a potted tree. And it isn't really 
apparent that it's a plastic tree, but I guess it is. Forlorn woodpecker. Forlorn. If you say forlorn, it sounds like forlorn. It does. What are your feelings on plastic Christmas trees since we're getting very close? I have a plastic close. Christmas tree. Oh, let's see it. Let's see it, okay. Podcasting is a visual medium, as everyone knows. Fucking hell. Oh, yeah, there you go. It is not, it's not huge. It seems to be on top of a table. Yep. Uh, it came from the, in the old apartment, we didn't have room for a full-size one. There is room for a full-size one in this apartment, but we didn't get one this year. It's, right, it's you all covered one. in Star Wars ornaments. I was going to say, do you have an activity scene there? No, those, so, <laughs> I, I decorate every year. I have, since I have had a Christmas tree, it's been decorated with Star Wars ornaments exclusively. And I have a giant collection that my aunt gives me for Christmas every year. Yay! So the ones that look like a nativity and that might as well be functioning as a nativity because there's a baby Yoda in the middle of it, those are too heavy to hang on this tree because those are Bluetoothed together. And if you press the button on any one of them, they all engage in an extended dialogue from the movies. What the fuck? They talk to each other. And so, like, th- th- this ornament is Darth Vader, and he says Darth Vader's lines, and then Princess Leia answers over here, and Luke answers over here, and they go, uh, yeah. What? Super cool. I'm not sure I like that. Yeah. It goes on for an uncomfortably long period of time. Yeah, It's oh probably seven minutes. Christmas ornaments shouldn't do anything for seven minutes. I have another one that plays the Mandalorian theme. Okay. Well, growing up, did you have a real or did you have a fake Christmas tree? I'm guessing in Texas, yeah, you probably had a fake tree. And I can only assume... That I had a real tree? Yes. Yes. Well, not only that, but my sister and I didn't like the idea of killing trees, so our dad... (laughs) (laughs) Our dad would get a, a tree in a burlap bag, like a regular size Christmas tree, but they would get a root ball and put burlap around it. And my dad would lug that thing into the house and then try to keep it alive with watering it with ice cubes for the duration of Christmas. And then we would plant it outside and it usually died because it got a lot of salt from salting (laughs) the roads. Did any of them ever take? Uh, Not for very long, no. I really just... (laughs) I mean... As a kid, it seemed great, but as an adult, I'm like, yeah, well, what do you think is going to happen? You have this tree drying out for like a couple weeks (laughs) in your house with the heat on, and then you put it outside, you're planting it in the dead of winter, and then (laughs) it's just getting destroyed by the runoff of road salt. Of course it's going to die. Some of them lasted a a few years, but not very many. (laughs) Also, like trees when with a root ball on them are so heavy. I can't believe my dad did this, but he was, you know, he was very strong up until about his 60s, mm. late 60s. Good night. That is the funniest freaking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every year, my dad would bring in the bag of dead hamsters <laughs> and then we'd shock them a bunch until, the, until hamster day was over. And then we'd plant them in the backyard and try to grow a new hamster tree. Uh, speaking of planting rodents, so I have new neighbors moving in nearby, and they have a lot of <laughs> contractors doing work, and there are, are rats in the city, but yeah. you can keep them out of your house if your house is sealed, and the, I don't think my neighbor's house was very well sealed, because 
I think that the contractors put out a whole bunch of poison traps, and now there are all these rats coming and dying in my yard. Oh my god. And recently one of them was still alive, and I was just like, and I just went out to dispatch it with a shovel because... Because, like, oh my god, rat poison is so cruel. It just, like, dissolves them from the inside. It would be an incredibly painful way to die. And I'm just like, nope, nope, nope. A few seconds of sh- of sh- of, uh, of shovel whapping. <laughs> so much better than dying so from rat poison. So you whap You don't, like, take the edge and knock its head off. Actually, my roommate tried. Oh, okay. Yeah. So but- just beat it to death with a shovel. <laughs> That's what I used to do with the frogs that my cats would bring in, and then they would eat the arms and legs off the frog, and then just leave the poor tree frogs, like, to dry to death without any appendages on the floor of the house, and I'd be like, welp, and i just bring him out and beat him with a shovel. <laughs> uh, the only time I have dispatched animals was via gunshot. I'm not much into killing animals, but I will do it if it's uh, if they're gonna die anyway, and it's and they're in pain. Yeah, my granddad, <laughs> I remember my granddad for real telling me this, and I was a kid, so I was like, oh, okay, and I probably believed this until I was like 15 and learned what a nervous system was. You know, wait, when did we learn about the nervous system? Third grade? That'd, that'd be eight. Anyway, uh, he, he was a pretty avid fisherman, and he would fillet fish. Um, but he, you know, he would bring him home and then he wouldn't kill him. He would just stun him. He had this thing that looked like a miniature bowling pin and he'd thwack him about the head and then just shave off their fleshy bits. And he's like, don't worry. It doesn't hurt him. And I was like, it looks like it's hurting. Him. Yeah. I, I was in Japan and with our friend Corey, we went to this, we went to this festival on some mountain where they had like this pool of fish and i was like all right i'll catch a fish and then i tried i caught a fish and then i tried to hand it back and they were like no 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 that's your fish now and i was <laughs> like what <laughs> and so like i was like what do i do i have this fish in a bag and then i was just like ah, ah i don't want it to suffer i'll beat it to death but you know it's actually really hard to beat a fish to death like if you're just slamming it against like things to try to stun it or whatever no well, no it's it, a bag of water so you have like Hydro no, there protection wasn't. On every there wasn't oh, water. Okay. Yeah, no. I was just like, I just don't. I have to take the train back. I don't eat fish. What am I supposed to do? And so eventually, I just like, I was just like, wham, 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 trying to like kill this fish so it wouldn't suffer. And then it was still alive, and it was also been beaten around. So I just like handed it back to the person who was doing the fishing thing and ran. Like I was just like, <laughs> no, I want this. <laughs> oh, I felt so bad. And what kind of fish was it? it? I don't know. It was a fish. It was some kind of freshwater fish. Well, because like festivals are big on fish catching. It's a kids' game where you can go and take the little. No, paper it wasn't. A, it wasn't a goldfish. And... I was told that he, I was supposed to take it home and eat it. Wow. Yeah. And and, and so when the, the catching part of it, did you use your hands or what? No, 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 no. It was. I don't remember. I think it was. Uh, I think you would use a fishing pole. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, we might need to put some content warnings on this one for beating animals <laughs> beating to death. Beating animals to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's amazing. Oh.